Welcome, Modcasters. It's the Herald and Modcast, We Talk Thrones edition. We Talk Drinking Whiskey edition. That'd be pretty cool, but it's not really time for whiskey. I guess it's always time for whiskey. Well, I made it a little extra effort to make it time for whiskey today. You did? Why? You put whiskey in your coffee? I put whiskey just all over my body. (laughs) I just bathed in whiskey before I got here. Mm, Well, then you're awfully sterile. That's good, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I put it, yeah. You're clean? Everything except for my mind and my heart. (laughs) Well, uh, we have to give a moment of metaphorical silence to our friend Hodor. Metaphorical. Metaphorical silence to our good friend, Hold the Door. This is dedicated to all the door holders everywhere yep. that do it for pretty ladies and old ladies and white walkers <laughs> and nice looking fellas that you want to tell your dad that you met a nice looking guy and you held the door for him. <laughs> or a bunch of like zombies that are trying to chase down your buddy who your, you're protecting. Yep, your warg buddy. Yeah, your warg buddy. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen episode five, season six... We just spoiled it for you. Yeah, we just spoiled it for you. Hodor, we find out the origin of his name. Of Hodor. Yep. Well, it's funny because three or four episodes back, we see young Hodor, and he can speak. He's a regular kid. He's fat. He's huge. Yep. But he's speaking and laughing and playing gaily with his little friends. And we're like, what happened to Hodor? And we that this we found out. We found out. We found out in just magical, majestic fucking display. In Epic Thrones way. Yeah, the way that Game of Thrones can get you. Yeah. So uh, Bran, of course, is having these visions and yep. he's going back in, with in Max time Vincido. with Max von Sydow. And he sees Hodor talking and being a normal kid and... At one point, uh, they're, well, they're still in this like tree area, but all of a yeah. sudden he goes back, he goes into a vision and he sees the White Walker King and the guy sees him and touches him. Well, he sees him first and he's like, he saw me, he saw me. And then remember he goes, he has another vision and he sees the White Walker army and mm-hmm. he starts walking through the hordes of them, all yeah. the dead decomposing bodies. And he comes to the other side of it and then no one has seen him. And then he sees like the four horsemen of the White Walkers yeah. and the king is there. And then the king sees him and he's like, oh, you can see me. And then he looks around and the king's right there and the king touches him. And then Mac, when he comes out of his vision, Max von Sydow says like, he's touched you. He knows exactly where you are. He's, he's coming come for you. you. Yeah. Well, like, and is this the episode where we find the origin of the White Walkers? Yeah. No, that was a few episodes back, wasn't was it? it? Or was it this episode? Well, I think it was this episode where we see that these little nymph people yep. created them. They stuck dragon glass. glass in this guy's chest and he turns into... The king. Which is why they can't... They don't like dragon glass. That's you how know? you can defeat them. And you see how they're created. And so, I mean, it, it's clearly everything's sort of coming back around. You know, you're seeing how all this is all unfolding and how Bran's piece of this... It's going to be a pretty big piece. Yeah, if he makes it out of there. Well, that's the thing. We find out that these woodland nymphs created the White Walkers to fight man. Yeah. Because they were like, inc- you know, 
cutting down all of those like wisdom trees that have the faces and they right. were taking their land. So they used this as a measure against man and they just got a mind of its own and took over. Are we going to find out at the end of this that it's just Pocahontas? <laughs> Pocahontas, <laughs> it, the story? It's like that it's like Avatar, that it's like man Fern destroying, Ferngully man destroying nature like all the other stories. Dang it. No, hopefully, hopefully not. not. Probably not. I'm sure it'll be something. <laughs> But regardless as to what might have happened, we do know that they're coming for Bran. Yes. And they come and they find Bran a lot quicker than I think they expected. Yeah. And as Bran is in a a vision, he's gone. He has the glazed over white eyes with Max von Saito and they're having like a pleasant time back at old Winterfell. (laughs) And they're literally being sieged upon by fucking White Walkers. Like the whole lot of them. And the woodland nymphs have to hold them off. Well, and the girl who's just like the bow and arrow slayer girl is trying to wake him up. And and like, Bran, we have to go. We have to go. We need Hodor. Because Hodor's sort of out of it too. He's having He's scared. Well, Bran tells him what to do and calms him down. Because remember he can control him and he goes yeah, Hodor you have to Hodor's go into Hodor yeah. and get him to help you up. He's the only one that can drag that cart to get Bran going. You right. know what I mean? The girl can do it, but it's like Hodor is the chauffeur, man. Right. You know, and so she's shaking, wake up, wake up, Bran, wake up. And, and then he starts to hear it in his mind. And she's like, you have to control Hodor. You have to get him. You have to go work to Hodor, work to Hodor. And he does. And uh, as he's doing that, they break through the firewall that the nymphs created and uh they're the white walkers are like coming in and to like the underground little layer they right. have and they're running out they're running out and he goes back into that state because they finally break out to where they're out of the place well brand never leaves that state he was oh, holding because right. what happens it, is yeah. brand goes into hodor in the vision. Right. So he's taken a hold of young Hodor. Yeah. And literally changing the course of history. Yeah. Because everyone start everyone in that vision that of the past starts to notice Hodor like seizing out. Like he's mm-hmm. starting to have a young Hodor's having this seizure. And that's when they break out and Hodor's left to hold the door. And as he's she's dragging Bran away, who's still like warged out, she just keeps yelling to Hodor, "Hold the door, hold the door!" Yeah. Like she says it as she's pulling him away, and right. slowly but surely they're breaking through the the door. And then he starts saying it in the vision, and well, all in before, oh, not in yeah. the vision too. He's saying, "Hold the door," and then you go, but to his vision, you see this young kid Hodor, going, "Hold the door, hold the door." Well, he's on the ground, twitching out and seizing out, and he's just re- repeating, "Hold the door." Hold the door, hold the door, like over and over. Oh, and they yeah. think you're like, what's wrong? And his mom's on top of him, like, what's wrong, little like Jane, Justin or whatever, Jamie or whatever yeah. his name is, you know? And then it slowly goes from like, hold the door to hold the door, hold the door, hold the door, hold door, hold door, hold door, hold door. My fucking god! Yeah, that's what happened, and that's why he has like the gray hair, and like he yeah. looked like I thought he like had been cursed or saw a ghost or something. But that's that's what happened, it's and so he literally lived shit. out the rest of his days being set up for this one moment. Yeah. It's really disturbing. It's like weird Terminator logic, you know? Yeah. Like weird 
different time back to the future type yep. shit. Yeah, yeah. Where he went back in time in a vision, changed young Hodor's future to a point where he's like literally his whole life has been Hodor for that moment, for that moment to keep Bran alive long enough to escape, you know, yeah. with the girl. It's fucking pretty cool yeah it is it's a sad cool. way to go out because i know everybody likes hodor and he goes out he definitely is out like he we does. don't see him get it like ripped apart or some vicious thing but you see him like the hands are coming through the door yeah. and knives are starting to stick him but he's like a big giant half giant thing yeah. so he's holding the door pretty good but we don't know so it, we they don't go know off into the night. Well, they're, they're like in a snowstorm. Yeah, in the night of the snowstorm beyond the wall. Like, where the yeah. fuck are they even going to go if they do get away? Presumably, they're going to have to head back to Castle Black, and hopefully, well, John's not there because so John. John's not takes there. off, and one uh, back in that whole world, Sansa has a secret meeting with Littlefinger, who sends her a note and says, "Come talk to me," and she basically says, "You." fucker yeah you what you do to me you yeah. knew this if you didn't know you're stupid you're an idiot i shouldn't trust you and anyway if you did know you're a piece of shit you're scum and it's really interesting to see her arc now because you know she's still she was sort of that spoiled brat who was innocent and now she's kind of like wisened up wise and like she i ain't taking no shit and she's slightly reckless though like because you mm-hmm. know she goes off to to meet with him well we should say brienne of tarth was with her yes and she's like i should have brienne just like strike you down right now and he's like well then if you do i die like he basically talks his way out of being killed yeah because he's good at that yes but he definitely fucked her like he took me out of the arms of rapists and put me into the arms of new rapists and do you want to know what happened guess what happened he's yeah like, you got it. uh they pulled your hair it's like a little more yeah. they pe- <laughs> keep kissing they uh they fed you uh late lunch yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, it was worse than that. It was worse than a late lunch. This is Ramsey, the guy who cut the on fucking dingus off. Dingus off, yeah. So I mean, but then Littlefinger plants some information about her uncle building an army, which we don't know if it's true or not, because she she goes and she tells this information to John, but doesn't with hold like what where she got the information and brianne says that she's like if you trust john so much why didn't you tell him that Littlefinger was the one who gave you that information which is an answer she's like a uh, good point so which is like what's making me think okay her not disclosing everything is gonna be a problem it's gonna bite them in the ass because i'm not sure that her uncle i'm not sure that that's true he's like a chess player Littlefinger. yeah man if you're gonna keep him alive don't be surprised if he'll fuck you over yeah, again. Yeah, so them going to try to get the Tullys and help there could be disastrous all for not. Yeah, yeah, who knows what could happen? But they go on this like recruitment wish, uh, mission. John and the Redbeard and and Brienne and Sansa and Podrick. They leave at that. They they leave Castle Black to go rally the smaller northern houses to mm-hmm. fight for them against Ramsay, who has recruited like the two bigger houses of the north to right. fight for him because they need to put together an army to fucking take back Winterfell. Yeah, which it will be pretty awesome. I hope we get to that before the end of the season. Probably yeah, won't. probably won't. Probably not. We're on episode five. What do we got? Five? Nine. No, four. No, this was five. Fuck. Yeah. And there's so only nine? There's only no, there's nine, ten, right? Maybe ten. Maybe I, ten. I think there's ten. So we're yeah. halfway through. We could we're get halfway. there. Last episode, maybe, something like that. Maybe. Traditionally, episode seven is always a big... Climactic. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to guess this weekend is going to be a 
Dulzer. Dulzer. Or not. I don't know. This season so far is pretty It's pretty engaging. cool. Yeah. It's better than last season for sure. Yeah, we only had a, f- a couple. Last season there was like some big moments, like big, but we waited around moments. for a lot. Yeah, but they definitely made you earn it. Well, and then Ar- Aria... We we finally get somewhere with her. Finally. Sort of finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. But not, yeah. Yeah, we get somewhere. Somewhere that's not stick play and <laughs> taking away senses and shit. I know. That's literally all it's been. It's like, like two seasons. Yeah. It's, it's just like her not being ready. Yep. It's like, it's fuck. Boring. Okay. I was really excited for this two seasons ago because Jack and Agar was like one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. You loved him. I love the idea of the man with no face, like coming yeah. in and out of nowhere and fucking murking people. But I don't know if I love that for her. And we talked about this. I'm not sure how she's going to be well, willing. This is going yeah, a little sideways. Yeah. yeah. Because basically she gets to a point where she's assigned a, a, a hit. She's an assassin. Yeah. And, uh, but like, she's got to a point where she's not Arya Stark anymore. And she went to Jack and Agar with her own personal vendetta and like a list of names. But it's like, that's not how the Lord of No Faces or the God with No Faces works. She's got to serve him. Yeah. You're you're a servant of the Lord of Many Faces or whatever the fuck. You're not like Arya Stark with your list and your needle sword going back to, you know, fucking kill everybody. Yeah. And so she gets assigned this hit. And it basically, it's an actress. Yeah, played by Essie Davis, who, uh, if you've seen The Duke, is the lead in that. Lead the and mother. also she's Miss Fisher's, um, it's, a, it's a great series that's streaming on Netflix, an Australian series called Miss um, Fisher's Murder Mysteries. And she's a phenomenal actor. And it makes me wonder where this is going, if they've got someone like her in that part. Because right. she's a big actress. She's not a yeah, one. She's pretty big in Australia. She's just, yeah, she's a big, UK as well. She's a big actress, and I don't see them wasting her on a hit. Not like two episodes. No, I can't see it. Yeah, I, yeah, you said that when you saw her. You're like, that's so, that's, yeah, what's her like, name? That's Davis. She's awesome. That happens like when Jonathan Price was the yeah, head sparrow. Like, mm, he's going to be around for a while. And he is. Yeah. <laughs> and he he's is. been around for fucking ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but so she's an actress, and the, the play. Arya goes to like scout the fucking hit essentially and she ends up watching this play and it's basically one of those like pantomimes of like current events yeah and it's uh the Stark house and the Lannister house and Ned Stark getting his head cut off yeah it's reenacting her father's death yeah it's really rough and Ned Stark's like a buffoon like yeah. and, and Arya or no Sansa's in it and she like shows her tits right like the Sansa right. character yeah and like guy plays Tyrion it's like really uh, you know demeaning like degrading of the houses the head, which is like common I think for those that age when they yeah. would do these pantomime sort of parodies of what's happening and like Joffrey's played by like a girl or no, like a young boy well, except that if this was really like medieval time act play it would be men playing the women the women right. weren't allowed to be in the yeah, place they weren't, but, yeah. but they you know this it was is young a fictional boys. world, but uh, she—I mean, she's actually viewing. She witnessed her father's death, so this the is same like way. a reenactment for her as well. Yeah, exactly. She's clearly upset by it. Yeah, but so it tests her merit. It tests her gumption. Like you're, this is no longer your story. Yeah. If you're going to commit to this whole faceless assassin thing, you're, this should not bother you in any way. And I think that was like the fucking. That hit was not an accident for Jack and Agar to assign her to this. Like, okay, go like, how does this make you feel? Are you like, I need to get revenge just like that. And this really hurts my feelings. Well, she also comments to him 
that, I mean, she says, I know what to do. I'm going to poison the rum. This woman's the only one who drinks it. But then she says, she seems like a nice woman. And he's like, that doesn't matter. Like, so you could see that she's not really, I, I think, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I don't see her fully committing to this faceless mm, guy. No, I don't either. I feel like she'll probably back out after a couple hits or she'll break some sort of rule. And he said, remember, you only get a second chance. Hopefully it doesn't come to her and him killing him. Because she has to, like, get out because she broke a rule, so he's going to, like, kill her ceremoniously, in a sense, or whatever, for breaking I think, some rule. I think her and Essie Davis, the actress, something's going to happen where the two of them go off or Team something. Up. Yeah, I just think she's too big an actress. She's too big, yet not so famous that everyone's going to go, like, not everyone right. knows, oh my God, that's who. Right. Like, when you see her face, you'll recognize her, but she's an established enough actress that they wouldn't waste her on a nothing part. Right. And she's not so big that you're like, why is so and so, like, playing this yeah, small role? Exactly. Yeah. So I suspect something's going on there. Um, what else happened in the world of Westeros? Oh, well, I guess uh, Daenerys. Do we go back to that? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We went to um, Tyrion. Our Tyrion story, and he uh, shit. <laughs> I remember. Like, yeah, I don't got, remember. Uh, I think we just hear more about what. Oh is no! Gonna... They get a red witch, a red woman. Oh right! And she uses their, her magic to like. Well, because what's his name? Baldy Varys. Varys, yeah. It's like, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. Stannis had one and he lost everything. Why should we bring you into our fold to like spread our message? And she like recants or recounts Varys's like dissecting or fucking, uh, what do you, castration yeah. in vivid detail and like really fucks him up. Right. Showing that she does have some sort of powers. Yeah. I mean, did we know that there were more than one? Yeah, it's like a sect. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it's realize the that. Lord of Light. There's a bunch of them, I yeah. guess. And, uh, so that's, yeah. That's, so, oh, we do see Daenerys because she's, uh, we see her with the two of them and what's his face shows her his gray scale on his arm and says, I've got to take off. And she's very sad about it. And she says, tells him not to leave. Well, she says, leave, go find a cure and come back to me basically. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so we'll see cure. him again. We don't know how or what or what's going to happen there, but he's like, because she says, is there a cure? And he's like, maybe. So it looks like he's got a plan to go find a cure. And he confesses that he loved her. He says, Tyrion was right. I do love you. Yeah. She's like, that's a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> Since season but one. she's sad and all of that. Yeah. Jorah's cool. Jorah's cool. Oh yeah. Jorah. Of course. Jorah. Jorah's cool. I hope he sticks around. He's a good actor too. Ian Glenn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jorah's cool, man. Jorah's cool. So, I don't know. I think that's, I mean, the big, you know, obviously the big thing in this episode was the Hodor. The Hodor. The Hold the Door Hodor. Hold the Door. And John's on his way with Sir Davos and the Red Woman and the Wildling Head dude Redbeard, yeah. To kind of recruit people. Yeah, we said that. Yeah. But we don't exactly know what's going to happen to him on the road. No. Oh, but oh, we're missing Theon. Theon. We're yeah. missing the whole Greyjoy. The uncle takes the throne and then wants to kill Theon and his sister. Yeah. And he basically comes out of nowhere when they're going to like crown a new king. But they're going to crown her, her as queen. And she's got a lot of... You know, Theon speaks up for her. She's got the crowd. And then all of a sudden... She had the crowd. Yeah. yeah. It took some convincing. It took Theon to step in and be like, my sister deserves this just because yeah. I'm the last like male heir, uh, heir or whatever. She deserves this. Right. And then he's like, none of you 
fucking twats deserve this <laughs> he comes out of the crowd and it's like uncle who actually looks way too much like theon he looks so much like him yeah which is just maybe just non-related but he just looks mm, a lot so. like i don't theon. think anything's unrelated on thrones i know right for real <laughs> i think he's his real father it looks like it yeah they're both red and they're both like they both have the like, same face shape the sister looks like the father yes yeah, so much and so i i and theon and her look nothing alike so i think there's something there to that yep and he basically he says i'm gonna build ships and i'm gonna go across the sea to daenerys and and we're gonna fight together and she does need ships and i'm gonna make her my wife and i'm gonna take the fucking iron throne like that's that's his big plan i know it's not (laughs) probably not but he might get the ships but like Mm -hmm. as this is happening we should say by the way like the king being inducted is being drowned and then yeah. brought back to yeah, life it's very weird it's intense and so during the ceremony theon and his sister like sneak off in the night kind of thing and leave with, with all, all the ships because <laughs> they know he's like now that i'm king let's go kill my niece and nephew yeah. like that was his first order of business was getting them out of the way so right. that's intense and he definitely like talked them out of uh talked them into making him the king of the iron th- or uh, king of well, the he iron also Islands. admits he killed his brother yeah he's like i did and that was a surprise that he admitted that yeah he's like he's done nothing for you guys except got us into a bunch of wars we've never won yeah and i'm the rightful king and I'll, i've been all over the whole world and since the last time you saw me and i'm the best for the job and they're like yeah yeah we like that yeah it's okay if you killed our old king he was yeah you're right we didn't even like him he's kind of the trump of thrones yeah he's like sort of trump of thrones uh, yeah. man he kind of looks <laughs> like him he says whatever the hell he like he literally just admits he kills someone and like everyone's like okay yeah the fact that he admitted well he admitted it so he can't be that bad (laughs) yeah that's funny um so yeah i mean it was it's a good episode as always you know it delivered with some cool stuff Mm -hmm. left us hanging like it always does uh but you know we're moving forward seemingly yeah yeah i like the direction it's going in so far the what i have to say for me personally, and I think you too, but I'll let you speak for yourself. This episode, as good as it was, was overshadowed by the incredible episode of Penny Dreadful on the same night. Yeah, they're both on Monday, and they're Sunday. both like, oh, Sunday. And they're both fucking vicious. And uh, This is season three of Penny Dreadful. If you haven't seen it, it's on Showtime. It actually, the it's airing, you can watch it for free on YouTube also. Yeah. Season three, and it's also on Amazon. Eva Green, who is a very famous British actress, and you'd recognize her. You'd absolutely recognize her. And you know, it's kind of these little horror stories taking place in Victorian London. Mm-hmm. And it, this episode is two people inside a room, basically. Oh, and Patty Lapone's also on it, and the um, yeah, it's essentially only two of the many, many characters in the show. Yeah, and sort of their relationship together if you haven't seen the show i gotta say i kind of fell out of interest with the show during the second season i sort of just didn't keep up with it but this third season started uh with a bang in a certain way and i was like i've been watching it ever since the first episode the season premiere of this third season and i gotta say it's probably like the best this show has been well they go to the wild west with josh um hartnett's character who's a werewolf i mean they're all frankenstein's in it frankenstein's monsters in it uh dorian gray's in it yeah uh, the Wolfman, essentially. Now Dr. Jekyll's in it. Yeah, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde's in it. Dracula's in it. 
there's like zombies and, and there's all kinds of witches I mean, and demons yeah. and it's all sort of told in a new new sort of spin timothy dalton sort of a van helsing type and and mm-hmm. also new on this season is the actor wes studi who's best known as magua from, from last mohicans yeah He's fantastic on it, but there Eva Green and Rory Kinnear, who plays the Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see his background. Sort of, yeah, his back before he was died. A corpse, yeah. And it turns out that he was an orderly where she was incarcerated as a mental patient, and mm-hmm. she's doing a hypno- hypnotist session, session with uh, her psychiatrist, uh, played Lepone. by Patty Lapone, and she goes back into this room, white room insane asylum where she's held yeah despicable crazy place where they did experiments on her yeah those like turn of the century insane asylums are like fucking torture houses yeah they were just the most disgusting places having to work there as an orderly would like kill your soul i think and it did they show it did but they there's this, this scene between the two of them where he at one point he's sort of taken over by lucifer and dracula and so the actor plays three different roles at once and it's one of the finest performances the two of them i mean they should throw an emmy at both of them yeah it was fucking pretty impressive just for as acting goes i gotta say like you know you should watch the episode just to see this guy's performance yeah because lucifer dracula and then his own character are three completely different people like character types and he plays them all straight and on the nose and brilliantly it's like wow holy crap that was it, impressive it's kind of a standalone episode too you it really could, is you could literally like the battle of hardom where you could just watch that one on its own yeah it's i mean it's nothing like that but it's it's similar in that you could take this out of complete context of the entire series mm-hmm. and watch it and just be blown away by the performances and the writing yeah i gotta say i really like this third season of this show man. yeah i'm really curious to see how this is going to play out and uh this this it was a, one of those episodes kind of like clear where it kind of like separates from mm-hmm. the main storyline but you kind of deal with two characters deep like personal relationship yeah it's exactly like clear you're right yeah it's very much like clear yeah and uh and it does it does right by the show and it and it does right by the characters because even yeah like the whole time it's a vision that she's having sitting in a chair at the mm-hmm. therapist's office and so you get these weird moments where demons enter into her mind like visions and they're taking right. over his body and she tries to like attack him at one point and then the therapist comes in from time to time into her visions like you can't i'm trying to wake you up i can't i burned you with a cigarette like you won't wake up yeah you're gonna have to just like fight through this and she does and and it's cool because she gets to the point where they're going to give her a uh, fucking, vasect- uh, what's it called? Lobotomy. And yeah, and they shave her head and the guy's telling her what's going to happen. He's like, look, can you just pretend to be normal? Can you just pretend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, like, no, I, I, can't I, I can't not if I have to pretend to be not who I'm not. And so there's a moment where she has a completely shaved head and the next day, She's going to be taken and sedated and they're going to basically cut her skull open and with fucking like a butcher knife. (laughs) The way he describes it, he's like, it's a saw. It's a saw for woodworking, not for surgery. They saw into your skull, open it up, cut out pieces of your brain, (laughs) 
and then you're never the same again. No. You won't be able to control your bodily functions. You won't remember yourself. Aww. You'll be in constant, like, you won't be able to see. Some of them go blind. And he's like, and he starts really caring for her. Yeah, he does. And that's what's so incredible about this yeah. is the, the relationship between them, how... Uh, it unfolds. Yeah. And, and he puts he tr- puts makeup on her and dresses her up and stuff and then has to like take it off before he leaves and yeah they sort of have this small what's the word liaison sort of thing yeah it's really interesting penny dreadful is the brainchild of john logan who was a playwright for 10 years in chicago before he wrote any given sunday uh he won a tony um he's been nominated for oscars he wrote gladiator specter last samurai so it it, it's definitely it's like a a show that is from someone who's a fantastic writer and it, yeah guy's we, got chops yeah he's got chops there's a lot of people who've been involved with it sam mendez has been involved with it um mm-hmm. it's but yeah the first season was a little bit uh erratic and it was tough to follow i did stick with the second season i really liked it you mm. don't need to go back through the first two i think not I mean, really you might want to and you can they're all it's they're all available on amazon um, or Showtime to, you know, whatever they're on. Whatever you're into, yeah. But um, this season in particular is really I- I- incredibly well-written. Directed, yeah, I'm, so, I'm back involved. I'm, like, wanting to see what happens, especially with uh, Walking Dead not on and Fear the Walking Dead sucks. So Totally. Hey, you know what? We have not talked about We haven't even mentioned that. It and we missed it. The series, the the mid season finale was Sunday when yeah. these two things were going on, and so we just didn't, didn't give watch a shit. it. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, it's weird. It's so much not like it's so not the Walking Dead brand, in my opinion. It's it's shitty, and apparently the ratings have been steadily dropping. It still has very high ratings. Does it AMC. have f- high ratings? It still has really high ratings for amc right. like higher than other shows but nowhere near what walking dead has and it's it's been a steady decline and i mean people don't like it it's not good well it's like one of those things is you can't like you strike lightning twice or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know you can't recreate the magic and i know there's like well we're gonna make our own magic and it's like no i have yet to see any magic be made on this stupid show yeah just don't care about the characters don't care about the storyline like it's not giving us anything really new as far as zombie incidences and no and skipping all the way to the point where at the end of the first season they're on a boat so now they've been on a boat this whole second season like they kind of abandoned the whole turning into an apocalypse thing which is what most people are pissed about because that's what we signed up for with this show we thought we were going to get that yeah we got the we have this on walking dead already we yeah. have the whole like surviving relationships in the afterworld. Yeah, you know, give us the you know, give us some stuff hap- like in the shit. And we saw a little bit of it, but they jumped too fast, and and we really wanted to see the build. I mean, I guess I don't know why they didn't do that. They felt that there it would be boring. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it would have been really interesting to see what happened between the time Rick's in a coma. And they all meet up again right. in the campsite. You know, those are the things we thought we were going to see, but in L.A. Yeah. And just seeing like actual when, you know, there's still some infrastructure left before like the military's overrun and disbanded. Mm-hmm. You know, we got like three episodes of that 
and they weren't really all that interesting of them in a camp and then the hospital being taken over and then they're like quick to this boat and it's like okay so we're in the apocalypse yeah and let's let's go we're in it and it's not as good as the other one the other coast doing it you know no it's not so it's just i just sort of fall in and out and if i do watch it, i'm only like really half invested into it the acting's not as good anywhere near as good no it just feels like a super like soap opera version, daytime Emmy version of The Walking Dead. Yep, it does. So it's not just I don't look for it really. If it's if there's nothing else on, I'm like oh, let's see where they're going or see what episode they're on. And then also that show Preacher premiered. I tried watching yeah. that. And didn't really think much of it. It was okay. It didn't seem like anything we hadn't seen before. And honestly, it didn't keep my attention. No, it was another. It was a 90-minute episode, and it's a southern preacher with a past who is kicks fucking ass. And, <laughs> you know, and he also might be involved in supernatural stuff. It's a, it's a graphic novel adaptation. Mm-hmm. I think he is involved in supernatural stuff. I'm not sure how he gets involved or if he has a past with it. I've never read Preacher, but it's very popular. Mm-hmm. I guess it has a big following of its own it's produced by zach rogan and his partner evan goldberg or evan gold goldberg i think hmm. and uh i don't know i wasn't really very impressed it wasn't like watching the walking dead pilot no but that's one of the greatest pilots of, of all, all of all time yep for sure and it was also 90 minutes and i was invested the whole time felt like i was like waiting for more when yeah. it ended I wasn't like, where are we in this? Yeah, which is what this was. That was like that. I was sort of yeah. like, why do I care? I don't really care What's right now. happening? Wait, there's a hitman? What? Yeah, it's like a People southern... falling out of the sky? There's like an Irish hitman? Why yeah, is he Irish? Why, who is he? Yeah. Yeah, southern he's, hillbilly he's hicks. He's like a vampire? Rednecks. I don't know. Yeah, he's is like he? a demon, but a vampire yeah. demon or something. So, I don't know. Maybe. Um, what we should say that we've got, you know, we have a, few, a bunch of new segments on the... the podcast network now you your confessions of a basement dweller and yeah. uh, you've got the one two three all the entire series of telltales michonne reviews up and you're also doing a bunch more yeah i got a bunch of them coming i want to do uncharted four, maybe the new doom game then i have games that i, ha- I haven't played because i don't really super game tough and there's a bunch of bat games I have never played, like <laughs> like The Last of Us Remastered that came out on PS3, and then they put it out on PS4 and remastered it to make it look PS4, and it's probably one of the best games I've ever played. Really? So that's a short little... I mean, it's gotten th- those reviews. I'm mm-hmm. not like standing alone (laughs) but yeah i was really impressed then you have arkham knight the newest arkham edition uh far cry 4 which far cry 3 i really enjoyed on ps3 and so i thought i'd play that too that's been out for a little while Mm -hmm. um then there's a throwback one i'm going to be doing for ps3 which i was really inspired to do because of the movie coming out this summer which is ghostbusters Mm -hmm. And I'll, you'll hear more about that. And that I had to go back and dust off the PS3 to to play this game. Cool. And then there's a independent game, which is very similar to Telltale, called Blues and Bullets. And I'm going to review the first, I think there's only two episodes out right now. It's a five-part series like oh. a Michonne game. And it's a different company, not Telltale. But it's a good game. So awesome. We'll review that, too. we got lots of stuff coming. And then on my Across the Pond reviews, I'll be doing Fortitude Season 1, uh, starring... Stanley Tucci and Christopher Eccleston and the guy who plays Dumbledore. 
and some other actors. It's uh, it's takes place in like a fictional Arctic town. Uh, it's a BBC Norwegian production. It's really it, it's cool. kind of girl with a dragon t- tattoo meets Twin Peaks. It's really kind of eerie and weird and cool, and but I really liked it. So I'll be talking about that as well as. A few other across-the-pond things like Grandchester Seasons 1 and 2. So stay tuned for those. You can go to our website, heraldmodcast.com, see all of our podcasts and news and updates. And, and our cool upcoming product stuff. reviews. Segment. Yeah. American Giant Classic Zip Hoodie. Yeah, we'll be reviewing some cool clothes from American Giant. All their clothes are made in America by Americans, I'm guessing, <laughs> yeah. which is cool, which is actually nice, especially for clothing. Yeah, and you know? it's custom. They do not They do no advertising. It's 100% word of mouth. Online. So, we're yeah. excited about that. Yeah, so we'll be reviewing some of their cool, unique, original uh, USA-made clothes, and you can listen to that. Yeah. Alright, folks. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you, jerks. See you later, jerks. You jerk, jerk, jerks. Jerk, jerks.